Hey there, guys and gals. Welcome back to Back of the Cereal Box presents the Ice Cream Queens, hosted by the pinup cosplayer DL Memphis. If you like what you hear on this show, remember you can watch us on YouTube and Facebook and connect with us at CerealBoxPodcast.com. And now, let's join the show in progress. Hello, creepy crawlies, and welcome back to another episode of Ice Cream Queens. I hope everybody is doing, my hat's floppy, um, I hope everybody's doing wonderful this evening, and I am, without hesitation, I am going to bring in my wonderfully glorious, fabulous co-hosts, Lauren and Kat. Hello. Hello. How are you? Doing good. Wonderful. Kat, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I've got the women gymnastics on my phone right here, <laughs> just left of the camera. So oh, we're cool. doing good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, never going on with me ever. Now, Magda, sadly, can't be with us. She had a, a family emergency, so um, she will not be joining us this evening. But yes, we, we miss her and hopefully we will see her very soon. All of the um, loves to Magda. Yeah, all of the love. Um, so quick question. Um, our theme tonight, we're doing all things summer. And I think you could probably tell by looking at a couple of us, we're kind of summery. Some of us are um, ready for some, what was it Morticia used to do? Moon bathing? Uh, moon that- bathing, I think you do naked, but that's fine. Okay, well, <laughs> that could happen later. You know, we'll discuss that later. Um, but kind of keeping with the theme, are is anybody familiar with summer ween? I'm just curious. Have you ever heard of it? Are you familiar with it? Is it like yeah, Christmas to- in July for Halloween? Yes. Me and my friend went to a summer ween party mm. a couple weeks ago here at Black Lodge. I want this in my life. Oh, fun. Fun, fun, <laughs> fun. So what? Okay. So what did you do at a summer? I'm curious. What did you do at a summer ween party? You know, it was just like drinking and dancing and I don't know. I feel old. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. Like it wasn't the kind of, you know, when I think of like Halloween and Halloween parties and music, it's supposed to be like a Halloween party in the middle of summer. And, you know, I just, music is everything. I'll just put it that way. When you go out and if you're going to go dance and you're going to go drink, like it just completely has to make the vibe spectacular. And, you know, I, I feel like here, I just, I've outgrown the crowd. (laughs) Like I just, I'm trying to relate. I'm trying. And I'm always listening to new and hip, like not hip music. Like my kids always trying to give me the hip music to listen to. And I'm just like, "Mm -hmm, okay, but you know, I'll keep up with what's new and I'm always looking for what's new and coming out, but I just, it was just completely, it reminded me of going to a rave in the nineties and you being the only like sober person there and looking around and being like, yeah, this just, you're like the adult at the rave party. Yeah. Yeah. This this is, this is not going to work. So yeah. So so I agree. Oh, Oh, no, I was going to tell you, I found out that it, I know, we, we kind of do that every now and then. Um, I found out that Summerween actually came from a, the, the concept of Summerween came from a Disney show. 
Um, I don't know if anybody's ever watched Gravity Falls, but um, we are big fans of Gravity Falls in um, my house. And uh, we, it, there was an episode and basically they carve, they have trick or treating. You dress up in costumes. Um, there's a, there's Summerween Halloween style parties. Um, basically it's what we were just wanting, what you were just describing that we want to do, but um, it happens on June 22nd. And this really needs to be a thing from here on out. This needs to be a thing. Um, I want it. Yeah. yeah. I've got the playlist. Like what she was just talking about, music is everything. Yes, I have please. been building a playlist on Spotify. It's that it's I love Halloween, the goth rock edition, and waiting yes. for the day that like I go to a Halloween party and the music just crashes and I'm just gonna be like, by the way, I love this show you what playlist. I have. <laughs> let, let, us, let us help you out here. Hang on. <laughs> so perhaps maybe we, as the ice cream queens, can get with Black Lodge next year and say, you know what? We want to make this a real summerween Halloween party, and yeah, so let's let, let's see if we can do that. If, does any do we know? We know people from Black Lodge, so I think we're pretty. I think we do. I think we do. Um, now, the other thing that I have always wanted to do, and I think either Lauren and I have talked about this, perhaps Kat and I have talked about this too, but I have always wanted to do an adult-oriented, adult uh, participating uh, participant summer camp. That would be mm -hmm. fun. I mean, into one of those too. Those are alcohol fueled <laughs> obstacle courses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sound interesting. Yes, yep. there's definitely <laughs> those too. It is okay, fun. So I, it's magical. What would you do at a, at, other than like drink because adults only, but what, what would be the activities? There would be like, what, like a pool party? Are we going skiing? What, what, what entails an adult summer camp? I'm you thinking of skiing. Yes. Yes. Oh no, I I'm fine yes. with the pool. No to the lake. <laughs> I don't oh, like things touching me in the water. That makes it more fun. That's yeah. where alcohol takes the edge off for that purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but um, ghost stories about two in the morning after everybody's been drinking. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can totally s'mores. see this. S'mores. Have y'all ever made s'mores? But instead of using a Hershey's, you use a Reese's peanut butter cup. You oh. told me. Oh, it's so no. good. Yes. Sounds good. Yes. Yes. I think you told me that recipe. I, and I've been trying to share it with the world. I live by that recipe. I have it, the stuff for it in my kitchen right now. Now, Kat, I'm seeing you right now. Yeah, we're on our way. <laughs> Give us a few minutes. <laughs> okay, Kat, okay, you're eating ice cream. What are you eating? Is it something you made? It is. It is peach ice cream. Where's my camera? Right there. Yes. Ooh. With my little flamingo spoon. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. It's peach. I um I love peach and I couldn't wait for summer and I did. I made peach ice cream at home. So wonderful. The, yes. The rest of my family is downstairs destroying it. So <laughs> you're like, I, I have a bowl, and so at least I, I get some. Yeah. Yes, because mm -hmm. if it's in my house, if you don't grab it, like immediately it's gone. So yep, mine too. Mine too. So I don't have I don't have a goodie with me because I'm kind of coming back in from I did con this weekend. So um I mm. went to another yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I was at Tupelo Con and um so I didn't have a chance to stop and get ice cream. However, um 
I think a couple of weeks back now, you cannot judge me on how lopsided this cake is because it got to be like two in the morning and we were still like trying to finish it. But I made, um, actually my daughter and I made a birthday cake for the mister and, or the cabana boy who's upstairs running everything. And um, we videoed the process because it's uh, one of the blood drip cakes. Ooh, that, oh yeah. Uh, yes. yes. We were looking at that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. it turned out wonderful. And you like didn't trim it to level it or anything. And yes, the cake was so good. It made up for looks and flavor. And actually, because it looked like it was about to, the, the top two layers were about to slide off. We were like trying to put pins or like a, a skewers in it to hold it together, but it was delicious. Yes, it looked really, really good. I actually liked the lopsidedness of it. I feel like it's, it looked like a serial killer made it like, oh, look, I have all this extra blood. Let me just bake a cake real quick. <laughs> By I the like way, they stuck their hands in there. <laughs> that would have been me. Yeah, I was just, yeah. But no, the, um, the ganache that we made out of the chocolate melts, um, it was really, it almost looked like blood when we were, it had that kind of, it was the wrong color, I understand, but it was, um, I'm like, there we go. It's like, it's the wrong color, but it's, it's anyway, but oh, it had that kind of congealed look to it. And I was just like, <laughs> but it was good. It was so much fun. So we have a special guest with us this evening Yay. and he has been with us. Uh, he actually was on the uh, behind the cereal box episode that we hosted to kind of kickstart this program. And um, so I want to bring in our guest, Corey, Mid-South Maniac. Hey! Hi! Hi. Co hey, Corey, how are, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you ladies doing this evening? We doing are really good. good. Excellent. For those who haven't seen the episode uh, behind the cereal box, um, Corey is the Mid-South Maniac, who is a Jason cosplayer who is involved in a lot of different projects. But he is, Court. this is the man behind the madness right here. This is, and he is a wealth of information, not only about uh, Friday the 13th, but also all things horror related. So, hey, Corey, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself and okay. how well, you uh, got worked into this? Well, it's, it's really weird. Uh in a nutshell, and real quick, by the way, I mean, I everyone else gets to comment on the cake, so I watched that whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but but for me, not only did it look awesome, but the where can I ask where the, the cake topper came from? Amazon. Um okay. I, I well, was I asked, looking for a, yeah, I, a fondant knife and we could never find one, so and I didn't make it. So well, me being the weird guy that I am, the font for that topper was perfect because that is the Friday the 13th font, by the way. So um, <laughs> just saying, I, I've seen it. I've seen it way too much to be like, uh, I, I, I like that. You know, I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a machete. It was a butcher knife, but whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, I'm not here to, to whine about it, but um, really in a nutshell, uh, you know, the mid South maniac moniker, I started going by once I moved down here about six or seven years ago. And honestly, moving down here from Illinois gave me a chance to really, get around like-minded people like you, like you guys, uh, you ladies, and then uh, the convention scene. And and with with that, I mean, I didn't have an opportunity to really branch out and no one really, I think, accepted the, the weirdness that I brought to the table living in the middle of nowhere in Illinois. So moving down here, <laughs> uh, being able to really 
bring out the the horror side of things and then it's kind of transpired from there so really big into horror but then like doing the the ghostbuster thing on the side too also um brings us a little bit of horror to it but i've been able to uh i don't know i, I mean if you were to see my office right now and I, could, I wish i could pan around you'd be like what <laughs> in the world's going on in that office and i'm just a big horror fan i'm a big fan of a lot of a lot of things but sci-fi horror um you know thrillers whatever and it's it's been really cool over the past three or four years to really just spread the love of that and, then, <laughs> and, and, and help out lots of people that either have questions information or want to collaborate and either do movies or photo shoots whatever so it's it's been really cool to just be an aid to it all so you found your people one of us. <laughs> One of us. Yeah. Best, best, best move. Best move I've ever made. Best move. So I have oh. a question for you. When you said Ghostbuster thing, what were you referring to? Uh, oh. Just, just like, just like the film. Uh, so uh, the '80s films. Uh, it, it started out, you know. Um, well, it, it started out and is still to this day. Now that we're five hundred one C certified, but we are basically a charitable group uh, out of Desoto County. Uh, but we, we, we tell everyone that we, um, you know, we kind of take care of DeSoto County and the greater Memphis area, if you will. Uh, but we do a lot of nonprofit, uh, charitable, uh, events, uh, whether it's going to the children's hospitals, autism awareness events. Uh, we do birthday parties. <laughs> um, I'm not a big dancer, but I'll do whatever. If the kid wants it, I'll do it. Um, and, but we also, we really try to push the, the paranormal a little bit. Uh, there are some guys that, that branch out and kind of do that a little bit more heavily than we do. But I, I try to stick to the charity part of it. And and I do infuse a little bit of horror to it just to kind of allow kids to, and, and adults to have that kind of a little bit of a fear, but also enjoy, you know, what we bring to the table, whether they know about the ghostbusters or not. So that's just another side of, that's a little bit nicer side of things that I like to do. So. That oh, that's is so nice. Yeah. Awesome. That is really cool. And it's a costumed group. And um, as I understand, and we will, um, you will be joining us in the near future for a back of the cereal box episode, but you actually have Ecto-1. Is that correct? Well, we have uh, Ecto-17, 17 17 being (laughs) the the county district in Mississippi. And we also go by Ecto-17 because, you know, we try to sell the aspect of Ecto-17, you know, being like, hey, Ecto-1, that's in New York. Ecto one A, that's in New York, you know. So, oh, so cool. we, we have we that do have cool. our own Ecto, but it's it's a little bit more modern, but uh, it's it's ours, and we but we do take hints from the movies and and but infuse our own creativity with it. So Ecto seventeen is what we drive. You know, yeah. Again, you'll probably see that later on uh, in the coming months, but uh, it's it's. I see what. Jason, Jason in the in the horror aspect doesn't get invited to do a lot of this charitable stuff. I don't know why. Um, I mean, he'd be, he'd be he'd be great at cutting cakes and whatever else, but um, but the Ghostbuster thing for me has been a total eye opener to what I think I can give back to the community. But I, you know, we we work in tangent with the Mid South Maniac a lot, so Jason sometimes shows up at some Ghostbuster events. It is what it is. So. Hey, Jeremiah said, hey, y'all, one of these doesn't look like a queen, but I still like him. He can stay. He's got, he's got the got vote no- of approval. <laughs> no, but you're talking we about, like- I, don't, I don't know why Jason doesn't get a lot of events. All I could think in my brain was like, yeah, we're getting married. I'd like you to serve the cake. 
<laughs> I've seen weirder stuff happen. I mean, it's it, it's and it's real popular. And plus, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure if as Jason, I could I could definitely teach some summer courses, uh, just to help kids understand what not to really dive into when it comes to summer antics or just staying the heck out of trouble, right? So, oh yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I mean, or just a, a set. I think at some point we should just do a bunch of PSAs with Jason. So I uh, agree. Oh, that would be so yes. cool. Cabana do boy. I hope you're listening. Anymore? Sharp object they, safety, how to handle knives properly. Do those PSAs anymore? I have not seen any in so they, long. It should they be might. a thing. Like he just said, what not to dive into, have a diving <laughs> one. <laughs> You know what? I think I think that we need to coordinate some PSAs for this for our at least our show in the back of yeah. the cereal box. We yes, this is a thing. I think we can do this. But, I think we could think uh, of lots of PSAs we could do. And it's funny because okay, I will say this. Um, I was recently um, actually you were with me. We were um, doing a uh, cosplay. Um, it was the Heart of Cosplay episode, and uh, Corey, you were with me, and, and I made the comment. I'm like, yeah, Bellatrix doesn't really get invited to do, like, uh, it's like, I, it's like unless it's a literary event, most of the time kids run away from me, but I don't ever <laughs> get invited to do, like, the charitable events. Since that happened, I have been invited to do, like, um, I've been asked to do, like, birthday messages and all kinds of things to little kids. And I'm I'm just absolutely loving this. So you never know when the creepy kids are going to come out. Because, I mean, we all started somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe not in the hospitals, but... <laughs> So I also want to uh, take a moment and say, if you are not familiar with our show, you can participate by just dropping a comment wherever you're watching. We will try to answer those on air. I know that I saw at least one pop up, two pop up here and there. Um, but also we have an audience participation question that I want to get out there. What is the freakiest thing that has ever happened to you on a summertime outing? If you leave the message or if you leave a comment, we'll, try to stop and read throughout the show, but um, I kind of want to throw this out to all of the, uh, ho yeah, I look, Lauren's got a story. Everybody's got a it's story. It's not a good one. I, it's not creepy. It's not hoary. It's just really disgusting. It's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Is it a camp counselor? No, like it's not even like, a, it's not <laughs> camp. It's not swimming. It's just like, we went to go get ice cream with my mom because it was summer. That's literally the story. She just found something in her ice cream. <laughs> okay what was it like a fingernail or i used a band-aid oh and okay like she found it in her mouth like tell them the fish story lord thank you mom thank you <laughs> fish story there's a fish story there's a fish story that's probably the reason that i'm like no to the lake no i'm good without the lake um, my, I was taking a bath. I don't, you know, I don't know how old I was. Ask the comment section. My mother will know. <laughs> um, but I was taking a bath. Apparently they had come home recently gone fishing. They had a bunch of live fish and my mom thought it would be hilarious to throw all of the live fish in the bathtub with me. <gasps> and I screamed bloody murder. And then no! eventually I had calmed down and I was like, okay, I'm okay with the fish. But like to this day. Mm -mm. no no lakes i don't want to go in the ocean i did it once to just say that i had gone in the ocean once ever um 
but I don't even like like cleaning our fish tank. I don't like. I don't want to. I don't want to touch them. Are they dead? Are they, I'll touch them if they're dead. But I don't want them moving. Cat, <laughs> do you have do you have a story? Do you have something that has like happened to you that was kind of weird and freaky during the summer? I really can't not out in the woods or during camp. I mean, I did like with Lauren, I'm trying to think of fishing. Like I went out fishing a few weeks ago and it was out in the ocean (laughs) and it was one of those like really rough choppy water days where the boat, like you're looking at the horizon and it's disappearing and then you see the horizon and it's disappearing. So we're Uh all like on like vomit sick at this point. (laughs) And I just remember like, we're riding and the waves are just really just tough. And, you know, every time that boat rises up, slams down, you just think like, damn, man, my bladder is just, I got to go pee. <laughs> like, this is just not going to work. So we get to a place where we're under the bridge, like where you're going back into like the intercoastal area. And so we're kind of under the bridge and this boat is really small. This is kind of like the boat you don't want to fish on most people have like charter a bigger boat with a bathroom. And um, so by the time we get to like shallower water and he's like, yeah, you could just dip off the back of the boat and go pee. And I was just like, Oh, fine. You know, at this point I, I don't care. So I'm like taking my towel, wrapping it around myself, like pulling my skivvies down and getting ready to like take the ladder, go on down to the back of the boat. And at this point we hadn't caught like just a couple of fish out on our trip. And next thing I know, there's like dolphin fins, there's big, like huge fish swimming, like right underneath me. I'm like, oh, great. Now y'all show up. And I'm sitting here like in the middle of a pee and (laughs) these fish are just going by and you're just like, oh, please don't just come up and like, just don't touch me at this point. Just please don't touch me. So I know this is a little like TMI information for your summer, but I got up on the boat and it was fine. And we saw the dolphins. I didn't get to see any sharks. I was really, really hoping on seeing sharks, but thank God I didn't see any at the moment while I was having my moment. And um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, other than that, I haven't, I did go camping at one point, but nothing creepy or freaky, no Bigfoot or anything, you know, <laughs> fun to speak about just, you know taking a pee in the ocean, but seeing <laughs> lots of fish at the same time. It's like, oh my gosh. What? Okay, Corey, I know you've probably got a great, you've probably got something somewhere. Something weird has happened to you to make you yeah. love Jason. Uh, well, it ha- it has nothing to do with Jason, but it's, it's, it's freaky, but it is, you know, it is uh, related, similar to, you know, other stuff. Uh, so uh, scout camp when I was about 14, uh, it was in Illinois, Southern Illinois. And this is the first time I've really had a chance to, you know, one of the first seasons is being an actual a boy scout uh, with the older group with a bunch of teenagers. But, you know, learning a lot, you know, I, before that, you know, you were camping in your backyard. You know, that's about the, the majority of it. So you're camping with, with a bunch of different campers on actual, you know, tinted, campsite areas in the middle of nowhere, hours away from your family, your parents, whatever. So it was a real big experience. However, trying to learn that, you know, you have to go use these outhouses that were built like in 1940. Okay. And um, I don't know how often things are updated or, or how they're built. Um, I learned a lot that day, but you know, 
<laughs> trying to figure out a time where it's like, hey, I won't go number two for a couple of days because I'm nervous and I don't know how this works in the woods and the trains and, and, and everything. So at some point you, you told your, you know, I told myself, I got to, I got to use the facility and at least it's kind of covered. So you walk in there, there's, there's three, <laughs> there's three stalls, but there's no, there's no uh, partitions in between them. And you're looking at them and it's a, it's a, con it's a concrete slab, probably about a foot and a half thick on the surface of the ground in a little wood shack. And it, it, it's set up something like out of a horror movie. It is. But, you know, I tried to do it during the middle of the day instead of nine o'clock at night. But it was after the fact of using said facility and then shutting the lid and the deteriorated cans that that attached the toilet seat to the concrete slab fell in after I shut the lid. Uh, all I thought to myself is I could have fell into that. Uh orifice i guess you know and so like that for me i know it sounds you know kind of odd but i was like that was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me just because mm. i was like i i can't even imagine how i would have because it was big enough where you could fall in and i'm a pretty good i've always been a pretty big size guy um even at 14 so just the thought that yeah i, I don't know who would have heard me if i was trapped in whatever that could have been underneath uh. that <laughs> um that that honestly was the scariest thing, and it, it'll never leave my brain. You know, it's one of those situations where it'll never leave your brain. Um, and now my eleven year old's in the same boat, and he's getting—he just became a an, uh, an actual uh, scout, uh, teenage scout. So I'm trying to explain things to him. So I told him, I was like, you know, you're going to learn a lot. Um, I know it's not horror related, but that's about as horrific as it could have been for me at the time. So I thought you were about to tell us the story of the haunted outhouse. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, it's kind of like the horror story when the men leave the toilet seat up and where it's late at night, we get to sit out on the toilet and you take a dip in there. Everybody just, can hear you scream. Wait, just, wait, just wait. The fact that, yeah. We lost Lauren at Yosemite by the bear trap. Uh-huh. The neighbor campers <laughs> walked over <laughs> holding me as a toddler and they're like, is this yours? Oh <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But that was <laughs> good. Yeah, I don't have many summer camp stories. I mean, I have a lot of summer camp stories, but none. Okay. I know what everyone is going to say as soon as I say this, but I went to band camp for six years. This one time at yeah, band camp? There, okay. there it is. Get it out of the way now. There it is. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I went to band camp for six years. Nothing super creepy. I was a nerd. Like, I was the goody T-shoes. I'm going to be a musician nerd. Um so, <laughs> yeah, no nothing super creepy for my my summers. I went to space camp, and um, I hate to burst anyone's bubble, but as a kid, it's it's actually kind of really boring. Like, there's Aww. the one cool spinny ride thing, and then I want to take it. my kids. I want to <laughs> take my kids there really bad. So we're still gonna try it. We're still gonna I never it. had, to my knowledge, and the Cabana Boy will periodically text me if I forget <laughs> something, kind of like your mother is sending comments, but um, I didn't have any really bizarre, but there is something that I think is summer related that I really, really kind of want to do that's a very interesting um, and kind of creepy and almost horrific. 
um, outing that I would love to do sometime. So um, my in-laws live in Kimberling City um, on Table Rock Lake. And Table Rock Lake, for those people who are not familiar with it, is a man-made lake. And one of the things that happened during the creation of this lake is they evacuated um, at least two towns, but um, they were expecting the lake to fill over the course, I think it was like eight years, and they had um, like record-breaking rain come over like a year. And so they were unable to uh, demolish a complete town. And there are places that will take you and let you scuba dive underwater um, and go through this town. But all of the buildings are still there. It's like, I, as I understand, um, at one point, now this has been several years ago, you could actually dive and swim through like uh, the church, possibly the graveyard, but people's houses. And there's a spot that you can go to at Table Rock Lake and look down. And if it's sunny enough, you can see the steeple of the church. But I thought that would always be a... So, of course, you're sitting there thinking about it in terms of, you know, diving. And and then from the creepy aspect, I'm like, are there underwater ghosts? You know, are there any is there anything? Yeah, I'm just like, there's a graveyard down there. I'm like, there's got to be all of the the houses are there. You know, it's like, are there are there under? Would that be a thing Would that? Would that? I that think so. Like- yeah. Okay. Why not? Yeah, they've done that a lot, though. You'd be surprised how many towns are at the bottom of these lakes where they have dams on these lakes and rivers and whatnot. So it's a very common kind of thing. But it would be neat to go see it, go scuba dive and go check it out. And see, I'm all like, oh, let's go do a summer camp. But oh, we have a giant common. Hang on. <laughs> oh, yes. Lauren, I'll leave this one to you. Okay, the first time I went camping in Cherokee, North Carolina, reservation was on Labor Day weekend. That's when they opened up bear hunting, and I didn't know. I kept hearing a bunch of scuffing, running, lateral to my campsite, followed by a pack of hunting dogs. I asked my neighbor, and he said they are hunting. I heard a couple bangs and silence. Not long later, I heard more scuffing and howling dogs coming right up the hill, right onto my campsite. And I jumped up, grabbed my knife, and prepared to dot, dot, dot. Comment by Jeremiah Patton. There's got to be more. So, Jeremiah, there's got to be more. He's got a <laughs> knife with a bear. So we're going to analyze this one real quick. And I don't think I want to bring a knife to the bear fight. I'm just going to have to put that out there. This, I'm going to say I've been camping with Jeremiah. Um, Daryl and I went camping with him very recently. And uh, we actually were at... Um, Commander Boy, if you can send me a message, that'd be great. I know that we were at... Um, <laughs> Mile High Campground in North Carolina, and um, which was a fun trip in itself. But there was so much wildlife that was walking through. And while we were there, they caught the biggest bear that um, it's on video. It like uh, Jeremiah put up a video camera to record um, and it had like night vision and he was able to capture the bear. So there was a lot of um, but they move one bear out and then they, they're like, Oh, there's another one. So yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe some, not really creepy, but we like woke up one morning and there were elk walking, like a herd of them walking through our camp, like right by our cabin. I didn't yeah. post the whole comment. Okay. I grabbed my knife. Go ahead, Lauren. No, 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 take it, DL. And probably my tongs prepared to fight the bear. <laughs> and one of the hunting dogs followed by three others who came through my campsite on the trail of the bear. 
Jeremiah camps where there are a lot, a lot of, of interesting wildlife. And we did, we did see it and we did experience it. And it was, it's like, oh, we're going to go look at the bear, but it was a little creepy and it was a little freaky at that too. So <laughs> I've, I've not done a lot of camping. Uh, my husband's last birthday, uh, Joey the roadie bought him a whole bunch of camp stuff. Cause he's been begging me. My idea of a vacation is going to like a hotel where they feed me schmancy dinners and I don't lay and sleep <laughs> on the ground, but he yeah. wants to do the camping thing. So I'm like, you know what? That's, that's called glamping, right? Glamping? Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a compromise a- in there. We do that. And all my family does that in, I'm telling you, RVs are really nice nowadays. They're not like the the Griswold, <laughs> the Cousin Eddie type RVs. Now they're like a little more luxurious. So you can bring all your stuff with you and it's, it's all right. There's a, um, there's a wildlife preserve in this, um, in Eureka, right outside of Eureka Springs. And I think it's called Turpentine Creek. And it is a rescue for big cats. Um, and there's tigers, bear, well, there's <laughs> lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, well, my. my. But no, there's tigers, there's lions, there are all kinds of creatures that are wandering around. And you can glamp. They have a tent set up. Love the hats. Thank you. Thank you. Just pick that um, off. Sorry. Um, but you can, there is a camping setup where you can actually go in and it is a glamping tent. But the interesting thing is you can hear like the lions. Uh, this is, we are so far off topic right now. It isn't even we really right. are. <laughs> but, uh, We're supposed yeah, to be talking about fun. horror movies. <laughs> there's a, there's a new horror movie coming out about diving in a flooded town. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's, see, that's just what you were talking about. Deep, Deep house. house. <clears throat> well, that's interesting. Well, let's kind of let's kind of go back to topic. I'm sorry, we like really, really spiraled off. That's that's the thing with one of our shows. You never know. It's like we do we do have a topic, and honestly, one of the most beloved franchises in in what I would consider summer related horror is Friday the Thirteenth. And um, I'm just yeah, Corey, tell us a little bit about what you think about summer scares and and what. What is it that makes Friday the 13th so frightening and that, that we keep getting them and, and we're still loving them? Oh, what are we, you holding um, up? Put it closer. That? That's, that's, that. well, you know, it's, it, that's, so that's Friday the 13th. That's actually, uh, I bought the, uh, the, I'm going to say it wrong. The Shout Factory box, Blu-ray box set. It was really awesome. Tons of hours of extra footage and, and whatever, but just having this now on like a high res Blu-ray and seeing all the details and all the, the revisions they've done to it and, and re scanned all the, um, you know, original film 80, you know, millimeter film. But, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I grew up on that. And now Friday the 13th for me, uh, part one, wasn't the first one I seen. Uh, the first one I seen was part six, Jason lives, uh, which was honestly more of a horror. It had enough comedy in it to, where I would call it kind of a, a glorified horror comedy, uh, if you will. But it allowed me, it, it, it pulled me in enough to really watch them all eventually. But uh, I mean, the summer horror genre for me, it's, it's more broad than what I originally thought it you know, was 10 years ago. Um, movies that include something a little bit less horror related, like the burbs with Tom Hanks from the eighties, all the way up to, you know, Piranha, Jaws, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Cabin in the Woods, um, oh my goodness! There's there's uh, children, <laughs> children of the corn. 
uh, it really branches out. But but for Friday the 13th, it's really cool because it, it literally is like, okay, the peak of, you know, teenagers not having that guidance or that adult driven, like, you know, it's summertime, so they can kind of do what they want. And for me, you know, I, I tell people uh, Friday the 13th genre, for example, um, Jason and, or, you know, and his mom, Pamela and all that, 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 that brought a whole nother aspect to it. You know, a mom's revenge in the beginning and then Jason's revenge because of his mom getting uh, her head bl- or knocked off. Uh, but just the, it evolves around summer and there's usually no or limited, you know, uh, parental parentals around. And so I, I, I don't know, for me, it's just like, it's, it's intriguing enough, but it's almost like sometimes these movies are made to help scare those teens or those early twenties uh, people into, you really shouldn't do this. You really shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, if you do this, death will come, uh, you know, and I mean, I'm not saying it, it, it perturbed anything, but it definitely brought the interest and I, and, you know, seeing all the genres, you know, coming off of it and, uh, and other films, you know, I think it's, it's brought a whole nother aspect to it, especially when it comes to summer horror related uh, films. I want to take a moment because you mentioned uh, Jason's mother and Pamela, and I have a friend of, um, and Lauren, you probably know them as well. Um, it is uh, Instagram. Her handle is Marcy just needs a name, just wants a name. I'll look that up for sure. And, and we'll leave it in the comments. But um, and Marcy, if you're watching, please put your comment on what your Instagram handle and Facebook's are. But um, she does a version of Pamela Voorhees that is incredible. And Corey, I don't know if you've seen her. I, this, oh, yeah. She is phenomenal. And she does a lot of the, uh, the cons. And but, Marcy and Mark was, we were doing that. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, so I just wanted to kind of give a shout out because, you know, not a lot of people there. I mean, obviously there are a lot of people who um, do jump in and they, they do, uh, the Jason cosplay, but I have never seen anybody who does Pamela and, and she does such a wonderful job. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to just send some love. So, but okay. Uh, So if if she hasn't done like a mother's day photo shoot yet, she really (gasps) should and have like make mother's day cards, do the whole like mother, son photo love. Like that would be that would be like your Christmas card that you would send out. Yes. <laughs> days, don't forget to send your mom a gift. That's right. So quick Merry question. Christmas. Why are summer camps such a good target for slashers? Because not just Friday the 13th, but I mean, there are, there are a lot of great summer horror movies that re- evolve around camps. Lauren's got her hand up. Yeah. Um, so I, I really think it has a lot to do with what Corey said, the, the lack of parental, uh, anyone looking <laughs> over the children. Because most of the time you go to summer camp, the people who are running the summer camp are kids. They're like 18. Yeah. They don't care. They want to go and hang out and, and sneak around and do the, the illegal things of their age. And they don't care about what's going on with the kids because it's their <laughs> summer too. They're partying. And I, so I think a lot of it has to do with there's there's no parents there's no grown-ups watching what's going on and making sure everyone's okay and all the children are nice and tucked in and staying there all night long um it's it's creepy when you think about the fact that there's there's, there's no adults like supervising anything right now no no okay so with that said who has it coming more um 
The campers or the counselors? Counselors. 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 <laughs> oh, yes. Like oh, 100%. I do, okay, so I do have a freaky story in Scarlet. If you're watching, I'm so sorry. I'm going to share this. My daughter is a sleepwalker. And she is she has been a sleepwalker pretty much all of her life. And when she is... Um, out and about um, if she's like, there were a lot of times that we did not let her go to somebody's house because I'm like, I have to explain to you. She sleepwalks. She sleepwalks with her eyes open. She will walk downstairs. She will ask you questions. And there were times that she actually tried to get out of the house. We did let her go to summer camp um, and she went, um, she did go to summer camp a couple of times and her room mother, her cabin parent, um, she's like, oh, yeah, we got this handled. We're fine. I'm like, no, I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, because, you know, we're asking as parents. It's like, OK, I need to let you know. I'm like, she's it's like she really, really, really wants to do this. And we will definitely let her go and everything. And she went every year. She really did. But um, we were told that the camp counselor had to put a bed against the door to keep her from trying to escape in the middle of the night. And they were so freaked out by her because she's I mean. I don't know if you're at all familiar with sleepwalking, but I mean, you, there are versions. It, it's like there are versions of people who get up and walk around in the middle of the night with their eyes open, with their eyes closed, and they will interact with you. And it is creepy. It is absolutely creepy. Anyway, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Sorry, Scarlett. Oh, there. Instagram. Hey, Marcy. My Instagram is Marcy just wants a name. Thank you for, so much for sharing the photos. Aww. Honey, anytime, anytime. I really would love to have her. On our on our show, she is an incredible person, incredible cosplayer, and she does horror cons. And I know Kat, you just found out about those, but I just saw a comment also. Mike Larivier, sleep away camp, sleep away. Lauren, I I watched sleep away camp. I had never seen it. Um, <laughs> I'm in love with the 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 mother aunt person in of that movie. The whole like. Oh, no, I think I did that. I did do that, didn't I? Like, her acting <laughs> made me just so giddy. I was sitting there giggling the whole time. Oh, I, it's been a very long time since I've seen that. If you all could recreate the camp crystal slash sleepaway camp experience minus the fornicating counselor. Well, that depends. Some of us, never mind. Um would this be something you would consider as a future business? Heck yes. I would so want to do this. Yeah. I want, I would actually love to do a horror adult camp. Oh, that would be so much fun. So you never know when the killer is going to show up at your cabin and they will chase you in the middle of the night and mm -hmm. it might be Corey. Uh, yeah. Okay, Lauren. Okay. But how cool would it be if it was also like a horror summer camp? But it's also like a clue episode to where you go in and your hand is a script and you don't know who the killer is. It could be you. <gasps> oh my god! It's like mystery <laughs> dinner, uh, like a mystery dinner theater put together as a horror camp. Yes, like a whodunit, okay. whodunit horror <laughs> camp. I get really excited, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> By the way, I love that Corey's like over there, like. Uh, I like that idea. Uh, you I do really, really like that idea. It's yes. a lovely knife. <laughs> I I bet we could scare the crap out of some people. This little grouping right here. Oh, yes. it would be so much fun. Oh gosh, I want to do this so bad. I I have the creepy like giggle laugh. I can do the that that. That's about it on my creepy though. 
Oh, I can be a swamp witch in a in a in a heartbeat. Oh, I'm I'm good at that. I can come crawling out of a lake. I, I and I do love like dark water doesn't scare me. I will. I have swam in lakes. I have swam in the ocean at night. I don't care. I I, I love the idea that there's something like the creature from the Black Lagoon that's going to come up and grab you and pull you underwater. I'm like I know that's kind of weird, but oh, sharky. <laughs> We must That's sound okay. like we all have ADD for the people listening in who aren't like seeing the visuals of the pictures coming up because we're like talking about talking about something. Oh, like a squirrel. I think we for do people, have ADD. People who don't see the video, a picture of Jaws just popped up or, or a shark in general. I don't know if that was Jaws. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I was going to say, we all, uh, that's our summer theme right there. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay, so Corey, I do have a question. Since we're kind of starting to lean towards other franchises, if you, outside of Friday the 13th, what is your favorite summer franchise? What? Um, man, it, it's weird when you say franchise because there's there's plenty of franchises out there that where I'm like, man, the first or the second one was amazing, but the other three or four entries they put into it were garbage. Uh, Fair. <laughs> but honestly, I mean... The whole aspect around, and I mean, throwing the pictures up about it with Jaws. I mean, Jaws for me, I actually went and seen it for the first time at a drive-in two years ago uh, down here in Memphis. And actually, my mom came down from Illinois. And that experience, watching Jaws in the summertime at night, uh, it was so cool. And I honestly, I think Jaws really went from like top 15 to maybe top five for me. And so, but... I mean, French, I, I, it's hard to say the word French, you know, for, as a franchise, but I really liked, you know, adding Jaws, you know, would be my almost number two or three underneath Friday the 13th. But there's so many good entries. I mean, you know, that they did last summer, those were pretty good. Um, depends on if you, if you want to use the word franchise, I guess, but there's, there's so many good ones, you know, that, but that's where I'm at. Jaws for me was, that was pretty terrifying, you know, and I think that if you know, put, puts that in the back of your mind, it doesn't matter if you're next to a, a lake, a pond, whatever, you know, a shark doesn't live in a lake. Okay. But it doesn't matter. It's still just the aspect of the water and just kind of that. Well, what if scenario? So. All right. So if the word franchise was out of there, like single films or added in like the, the one film, what would be your, your choice then? I mean, outside of Jaws, probably, uh, I don't see Jaws or, uh, gosh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, is another good one too. That took place during the summer, kind of the same situation. So, uh, you know, getting lost and ended up in a different part of uh, town or the state that you didn't want to end up in, uh, you know, just because you wanted to get directions because you're trying to go have a nice summer. So, that's with, that's for me. Pretty typical. With Jaws, Jaws was very interesting as a concept because it was one of the franchises, it was one of the movies that absolutely terrified people to the point that it was. Uh, I mean, it scared people beyond the the norm. Like there were people that were frightened to get in their bathtub, thinking that Jaws was going to get them, which also spawned <laughs> the whole land shark, um, the the hilarious, you know, the, the concept of. Yeah, the, yeah. The whole concept that a shark would come out of the ocean and be in your bathtub or your swimming pool—you know, just the the total 
but you know, Landshark was a great Saturday Night Live um, just spoof that was based off of Jaws. That a lot, but I mean, Jaws left a lasting impression with a lot of people. And Cat, um, are there any any franchises or any movies that left 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 that same lasting impression with you? Well, Jaws to us, like Jaws is kind of like a staple in my household. I know we went to Universal Studios back in about 2013 and they were tearing apart the Amity Island setup and they were building for the mm -hmm. Harry Potter. And so we were just so disappointed. We really wanted to ride the Jaws ride while we were at Universal Studios. But I mean, <laughs> the opening scene, they don't show the shark a lot and that's on purpose because they didn't want it to come across as hokey or whatnot. But, um, you know, you got to think that music that goes with it, like, like I said, music is everything, especially in these horror movies. It, it brings that, you know, that shark is coming once you hear that iconic song, come on. Damn so Jaws it. was definitely a big one <laughs> with us. And every time I go to the ocean, I'm always like, there's sharks everywhere. So you're always on, you know, where you are hypersensitive looking out, you know, watching your kids, watching the waves, making sure you don't see two fins going by. If you see one, you're like, okay, dolphin, not two fins. Just, you know, <laughs> it definitely has instilled that in your mind but um the friday the 13th one of the things i wanted to discuss was i love just how people have taken it and they've morphed it and they've made it their own like the cake that uh you had donna was absolutely incredible and i love like y'all know i'm a big like christine mcconnell fan and so yes. her series of photos that she did i don't know if y'all could see i'm trying to get my camera in the right angle yeah there you yeah go. yeah y'all got them yay Awesome. And yeah, and then like, these were done so well, where it's kind of like a kind of a horror meets beauty type of thing. And it just really, I think is like opening doors as far as for us women, because you just don't see like, you know, a lot of pictures being done out there with um, that are done in like a horror, but you know, kind of a classic um, I don't know that you would call her necessarily pinup style, but a very classy looking type of photo. But also there's a movie that I grew up with as a child that I wanted to touch on. It's not quite a horror movie, even though it's a Stephen King, it's kind of based, it's kind of taken from Stephen King and it is stand by me. And this movie, I'm sorry, I printed photos. Yay. Um, this movie right here, it's not really horror, but these boys are going out on a journey and they're camping in the woods and they are going, they've got word that there's a body out there that's been hit by a train and mm -hmm. it has got like an all-star cast because you've got like John Cusack, you've got Kiefer, Suther uh, Kiefer Sutherland, you've got Jerry O'Connell, River Phoenix. Corey's Corey Feldman in it. And I mean, it is just one of those iconic movies that you wouldn't think of horror, but it's definitely got elements. Like if you were to build a haunted house, like it kind of has a little bit of everything, like the scene with the mm -hmm. leeches and <laughs> then the yeah. train bridge where they're walking on the railroad ties and you're having to, where you look down and there's like, you know, a 200 foot drop underneath them and your foot has to go on each individual railroad tie. And that bridge looks like it's a mile long. Um, yes, thank you, Geek Gumshoe, for it is one of the best movies <laughs> ever made. I agree. And then, it's, yeah. And then we go to franchise, and the biggest thing that we are clinging on is I brought up Stranger Things, the third season, because that's <gasps> based also around the Fourth of July, 
And I am so ready for season four. Like, come on with it because season three was so good. That mall, that mall they built for that movie, the swimming pool, just it brought me back to my childhood because I was a mall rat and I loved going shopping at malls and they, they hit the nail on the head with that when they recreated that mall and just the scoops of hoy. I mean, it is absolutely everything. I guess people in my age group would want I love it. something <laughs> of a remake. I love it too. I am just obsessed and I am so ready. And then we're going to go to one more franchise. Sure. And I don't have a photo for this one, but I haven't seen it yet. So I don't have anything to, to add to it, but I'm really ready to watch Fear Street, the R.L. Stein R rated, the series of the three where they're taking place in what, 1994, 1978 and 1966. So I I'm, was checking those out. They look really cool. I'm ready to I, watch, dive into some of those. Now I'm going to say, um, Corey and I, um, we kind of, um, we were talking about these. I didn't care for the first one. Um, I thought it was, I, I didn't read, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't read the books because I know that this was really geared more towards like a teenage audience and stuff. But um, I've, I did not particularly care for the first one, but I've heard that the second and especially the third one are phenomenal. And Corey's nodding okay. his head. Yes. So okay, I, so I think I might have to revisit that. I did okay. have a question um, on yeah. something that Kat said. Um, you were talking about Jaws and then they didn't show the shark on purpose to like make it more creepy. Um, mm -hmm. I was always under the assumption that that was uh, a mess up. Like the, the shark was supposed to be shown a lot more and there was something wrong with the animatronics. They had some issues. And so they had to cut down the scenes and it ended up making the movie creepier. Can someone in the comments like, very, I, I might be going crazy. I don't know. But I always like, well, I always believed that growing up and, and yeah. it was just in my head. I, I might be very, very wrong there. It's almost you get the camera angle from the shark's point of view, I think, more mm -hmm. so than seeing the actual shark itself. And I heard the same thing about the animatronics where close up, it just didn't look right. You know, you're filming in broad daylight. You can't hide flaw and anything of that sort. So I've been hoping for a Fear Street series for such a long time. I think a lot of people have, and I think that there's a lot of really good uh, franchises that were geared more towards younger people that, uh, uh, that we've been kind of waiting for um, to hit. But um, I love Jaws. And I, I think that the fact that they did not show the shark as much really added to it because I mean, it was that feeling of suspense and that, um, and you know, like I said, I, I have no problems with jumping in the ocean and swimming and I have no problems with jumping, you know, swimming in dark water. That that doesn't bother me. But um, but yeah, I absolutely Jaws is one of those franchises that I have always loved, always loved. Um, I was um, Corey, I have a question for you. Um, yes. Kind of going back to the Friday the 13th. What do you think was the most epic kill scene in any of them? Just. What was the most epic kill? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, honestly, in terms of epic kills, and I, you know, I'm gonna get a lot of crap for this from a lot of Friday the Thirteenth, uh, <laughs> you know, fans. But honestly, there were so many benchmarks I thought that were made in the first film with Tom Savini really, you know, at the helm of it all. That Kevin Bacon getting killed the way he did, and 
Because, see, there's there's so many, like, off-screen kills or you see someone killed after the fact. You see the aftermath. But I think for me, the whole franchise, because, you know, I got people that are like, oh, and Jason X, he freezes some chick's head and smashes it on the table. Yeah, it's super cool. Don't get me wrong. But watching Kevin Bacon get prodded through the back of his neck and the arrow slowly coming through and <laughs> and then finding out how they did that, honestly, for me, that set that set such a high bar in horror films going practical effects, um, just the science of it, you know, making it look as realistic as possible. Um, yeah, you can look at it in high def now and be like, oh, I can see where this fake attack, it doesn't matter. It was just when that when that first hit, you're going, oh, that's pretty graphic because you watch the beginning, the middle, and the end of that whole kill sequence happen. Um, so for me, it was Kevin Bacon uh, getting uh, skewered through the neck, just set that bar so high. And I mean, and like we were talking about before the show, you know, practical effects really, regardless of how they were done, if they were done right, uh, just sold the realism of, of horror movies, especially ones during you know the, the summertime horror movies. And with Jaws, the same thing. Once you start seeing the shark, you know, towards the middle end of the film and he's taking down the boat and he's uh, <laughs> basically you watch him totally kill and chew up, you know, people and it's and it's going okay that's you know the practical effects that were used but yeah but for friday the 13th and for me that it, it definitely was uh kevin bacon so cool i really 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 do miss actual effects in movies not cg like puppetry animatronics I agree. all of that stuff i really wish they i know it's more time consuming i know it's more expensive i know it's easier to pay someone to sit on a computer and make the CG effects and yay, it's in the movie. But I just really feel like it looks so much better, so much more realistic when people are interacting with something there mm-hmm. with them. And I really miss that in movies, especially horror movies. I agree. I agree. Totally. Totally. Now you had an interesting question that you were posing. Lauren. I did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, this is a round the table question. Also if audience, if you have an idea or if you want to answer, put it in the comments. If you had to make a summertime horror movie, what would you do to make it different and not another carbon copy of the slasher horror camp or, you know, jaws, all of that. If you had to create your own, new summer horror movie, what would your idea be to make it different and stand out from every other one out there right now? I present to the table. Okay. Well, if anybody has one, let me know, but I'll go first. (laughs) So, um, all right. So over the past couple of years, one of the most frightening things out there has been just real uh, has been the concept of going on a cruise getting stuck on a cruise, you know, and all of the bad things that, I mean, because people are getting stuck on boats that they can't get back to shore. They're getting stuck with um, like uh, recently, I think that there was a a, a cruise, a cruise line that had a uh, ship stuck at sea that had multiple COVID cases. But I think that something along the lines of that, where it's extremely enclosed Um, I know that the concept of a haunted cruise ship or haunted um, that has been kind of explored with you have um, ghost ship and I know there's several of that, but I would like to see something um, 
probably a bit more realistic um, psychological scares associated with being on a cruise. Because, I mean, there is a lot of really horrific things that have happened in real life um, uh, on cruise lines that uh, just I, I just think that that would be something that needs to be explored. I think you could do body horror with it. I think you could do psychological with it. Um, you know, definitely being the idea um, during Katrina when everybody was closed into the uh, Superdome, you have people who were being attacked and being murdered and be, you know, there was just a lot of things that were going on. And I, I think that if you are stuck at sea on a cruise ship, you know that there's an element of food and water that's going to last you a little while, but you know, you also have the, what happens when it starts running out, how are people going to react to it? So I think it, you know, survival, I mean, it could be something along the lines of not necessarily with zombies, but like uh, the walking dead to me is not necessarily a, a zombie show. It is a survival show with zombies added in. And I think that you could do something of that nature that would be kind of interesting and fun. You know, what would you do if, all of the power went out and you could not get to shore or, you know, uh, something along the lines of a um, deadly disease broke out on the ship and they could, would not bring you to shore. So I think that would be kind of fun to explore. That sounds epic. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, my uh, concept was theme park, but not the whole like, oh, a roller coaster is gone crazy and people are going to fall off the roller coaster. Oh, no. Or anything like that. Um, I would love to do one of those. Um, okay, don't don't sue me, Disney. Um, one of those <laughs> one of those rides where it's like everything is happy, happy, yay, 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 and then it's and everything happy. just shuts down, and you're you don't know what's going on, you don't know why the power is out, you don't know why you're stuck. Nothing comes over the intercom. Um, you can uh, figure out how to try and get out of your seat, but I mean, you're on like a lake thing. How are you going to get to the land? How are you going to get out? Why did the power go out? Why has no one come to save you? Um, I would love to see some kind of horror film, kind of psychological, like what uh, DL was saying uh, on, you're just stuck on this ride and you have to, in, in the dark, you, everyone put their phones in the little cubbies. You don't have your phones because you didn't want them to fall into the water. Um, I, I want to see something like that. I haven't seen that before. So if, if there is something, tell, tell me, tag me. I want to watch it. The closest thing I know to that is Scooby-Doo. And that was, there was an episode of Scooby-Doo where they were in the... Um, uh, the robot's name is Charlie. And he kind of went a little berserk, but that was, I'm like, when you first said that, I'm like, I, I just saw Charlie like walking around the little, yeah, anyway, I know it's not the same, but okay. No, no, no. I'll, I'll watch that episode now, <laughs> but I just, I think, I think that would be super creepy. You don't know. Oh, did the electricity just go out? Is there a sudden storm and we don't know it? Did the zombie apocalypse happen? Like, was there a bombing? What the hell is going on? Cause you're stuck in this giant, thing underground in the complete dark well and there are so many things that can happen because um i think i've mentioned before my husband and i occasionally are we watch these uh there's a, a, sh a web uh youtube channel that we watch that is a mm. park mishaps and it talks about all of the her there's information on all of these horrific um accidents that happen so i mean even if you're talking about the power going out for a while um, they get to the end of the ride and step outside and 
zombies. And Heck yeah. 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 Yes. Um, that was um, small animatronic dolls come alive. Okay. So they're writing this for you. This is kind of, this is kind of good. Um, but when, uh, wait a minute, get to the end of the ride and there's zombies. Wasn't that zombie land? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was zombie and land. Sharks. sharks. <laughs> Coming that out of a tornado. Sharknado came through, knocked out yeah. the power. But um, I can't think of the name of the web. I can't think of the name of the YouTube channel and um, I'm sure he'll pop it up here in a few minutes, but, um, but yeah, it's all about amusement park disasters and ride mishaps and how things go wrong. So, I mean, it, it's like, you know, if everything shuts down, there's going to be, there's going to be an accident. It's going to be a mess. Fascinating horror is the name of the channel. Um, all right. Anybody else got another, another movie they would like to do? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I've always, I've always, so uh, to bring up my, I don't know. So two movies to me that, that had aspects of them I really liked. One was, okay, so Twister. And I'm not talking about it in terms of the nature aspect of it, but the scene in Twister where everyone's at a drive-in movie and yeah, they're watching The Shining. That, that, uh, that setting for me was really, it's like, you know, kind of burned into my brain. So, if I were to do anything horror related and really trying really hard not to bring any tropes from in from any films, which is, I think is hard. I, I think a lot of stuff's been done in some form or there, but at least maybe borrowing some aspects of it. But if there was a way to, uh, you know, around set in this time, but maybe try to convince someone, Hey, there's a new business venture. We're bringing back drive-in movies specifically. And, you know, most of these drive-in movies are kind of like a corral for cars. Okay. Mm -hmm. You come in there, it's not like something you can just freely leave all the time. Usually it's kind of like you're kind of there for a film or two. But if there was a way to really center a horror movie around the aspect of bringing back uh, kind of drive-in movies in some sort and somehow like that being a gridlock of you can't get out and then something electronically, like you know, you were stating for your couple of your, your, your lady's ideas where electronically things start to happen during the course of these other movies that are playing things go out, people get abducted, people get, and it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, this was the whole business venture that was supposed to be bringing back the old school aspect of things. And now it's turned into a modern day horror movie. And, mm -hmm. but maybe it's in the middle of nowhere. Maybe it's really far out because, you know, you're supposed to be able to get away from the technology. So you got no cell phone coverage out this way. Um, I have really decided when it comes to sharks. I haven't really decided like if it's, if it's a single killer, if it's multiple, if they're, if they are killing or if they're, if they're abducting, but you know, and it kind of centering around maybe a couple couples that in the end, it's like, okay, well, what happened to all these people that were here? It's down to us, but all the cars are still there, but the people are gone. So it's almost like a combination of, you know, that that aspect of from the movie Twister, but then like I don't know if you guys ever watched the Langoliers, where like half the world disappeared, and it was like kind of a uh, the Langoliers. So that was I think by Stephen King. It was one of those like ABC three day event movies in the nineties. Um, yeah, it's like where it's mm -hmm. kind of like well, where, where the hell did everybody go? And so that's that's my idea. I'm, I'm more for setting right now and trying to figure out the story and the aspect of it. But that's I, I think that'd be pretty cool. I want to I want to tail off of your idea. I'm so sorry. 
Um, so do all of that, but then have the sequel be the Christmas one, and it's like the Christmas lights that everyone gets stuck in the drive-through <laughs> for the Christmas lights. That's, dude, if you've ever been that's, stuck yeah. in line at the Christmas yeah. lights, and you are there forever. Good luck yes. if you have to pee. Good luck. <laughs> <You're> just good <laughs> luck. You just trail off and in then, the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you just leave the car. The plagues from the, ooh, survive the plagues from the Bible. Mm. That would be interesting. That would be and sharks. <laughs> I, I'm starting to see a theme here. Um, you know what? Um, have you watched? Has anybody watched Nosferatu? Um, it's a um, like the original one. The original? The- no, it's a um, okay. So Nosferatu is a book that is uh, written by Joe Hill, which is Stephen King's son, I do believe. And there's a series out. Um, about the books and one of the places one of the things is um he takes all of his um kids that he kidnaps and sucks the life out of to christmas land it's um nos the number or the letter or the number four a and then the number two it's like a license plate because it's, it's associated around um a specific car and it's an incredible incredible series i absolutely if you haven't watched it but um, they have a Christmas land where um, they take all of the kids to, and it's it's just phenomenal. I know we're getting to the top of the hour, but I have to ask one more question. Oh, wait, bring the reality show aspect and mix it in with the haunting. <laughs> but this time death row inmates are trapped on Alcatraz. And they have to survive each other as well as the ghosts on the island. Okay. A winner gets a pardon of of their sentence. Okay, okay, all right. Oh, there. But but there are sharks surrounding Alcatraz. So yeah, of course, and, and sharks. sharks and sharks. So it's like the house on Haunted Hill meets sharks meets. <laughs> okay, since <laughs> sharks seems to Killers be a favorite, and... a favorite. Has anybody ever had a shark encounter? I no. have. I have. You have? Okay. What mm-hmm. happened? Was it freaky? Well, Was I had it... a couple. Me and my me and my oldest, we went swimming with the shark, like across a tank of sharks. And he was young; he was like nine. And I was like, "Don't slap the water! Like whatever you do, because they're attracted to that." And they tell you, like, "Don't slap the water." You you put on your little snorkel and you went across the top of the water. And so it was really neat because you were looking down, and the sharks were down at the bottom of this tank. And then one time in the ocean, <laughs> we were out like probably where the first sandbar is if you ever like go down to the Gulf and you're familiar with the ocean, it's like the water dips down a little deep and then you have a sandbar where it's about like ankle to knee high. And so we were, we were right at the first sandbar and then we went out a little further and then I saw this thing going through the wave and it moved like, I mean, it was going through the wave. It was a shark, but it wasn't very big. It was like, you know, like a small, like Mako or something. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. Not this guy, not this guy. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't shooting up <laughs> from underneath you or anything like that. But all of a sudden we start running back to the beach and um, the, everybody was looking at us kind of like, what are y'all doing? Racing to the beach. And I swore it was a little shark, but even though it wasn't going to be deadly or anything like that, it's just like, I watched a YouTube video, I think a couple weeks before where somebody had gotten bit in the stomach with a little shark. Yes. And these guys are all like trying to pull it off. Like, and the thing would not come off. And finally the woman on the boat is like, damn it, like takes a knife and slits it open. And it finally released the guy, but it took somebody with some brains to be like, look, let me show you how it's done. Cause they were just straight trying to pull it off this guy's skin and that thing wasn't letting <laughs> it had, so, it had teeth. So we ran. Apparently I pet a shark at SeaWorld. 
<laughs> Can you pull okay. the last comment up there? I'm about to have like a mom rant. The one before that. Yes, that one. Um, <laughs> does having to listen to Baby Shark count? No, yes. it does not count. There are so many different iterations of Baby Shark. There's like a country ballad. There's like a techno remix. There's a disco remix. There's a hardcore someone's hardcore someone screaming Baby Shark. Like there's so many different versions of Baby Shark. And if you all ever had to listen to Elmo sing one song ever, ever, <laughs> you would adore Baby Shark as much as I do with my children. Thank you, Baby Shark. Please, dear Lord, don't make me listen to Elmo again. Or Barney. Or you. Okay. I have had a shark encounter, and it was very similar to yours, evidently. Um, we went to a zoo in New Orleans, um, and this has been many, many moons ago, and they had the Pet the Shark exhibit, um, where at the end of the aquarium tour, you got to go up and, like, pet the live shark. And it was only about, like, this big. And there were very specific rules in which you were just like, don't touch the shark here, don't do this. Evidently, I completely ignored all of the rules, and I just reached in and touched the shark. So I was attacked by the handler. Who immediately was just like, just, stop, don't touch the shark. But yeah, so like, it was be more right. Fright. Yeah, the, the handler was more the fright. But yeah, I did I, that at the New Orleans. I did it there and I've done it down in Key West. And they, it's weird. You think they're going to be smooth, but they kind of feel like wet sandpaper almost. They have yeah. like a real like gritty kind of feel on their skin. It's different. I wasn't expecting it to feel like it did. I I, I agree. It, it's been a while and it's the only one because I was so traumatized by the the, uh, the attendant that was screaming at me <laughs> not to touch the shark. Like. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, I have never wanted to touch another shark since. So it's just, but yeah. I, I um, say do it again. Don't let her put you, put you out. Do it again. Go touch another <laughs> shark. I have one more question for our Mid-South Maniac um, before we sign off. If, if we're signing off, I don't know. We might just we be are. going extra, extra length today. <laughs> we will eventually um, sign off. Bonus episode. <laughs> but I, I, I do have a question. Since you are a Mid-South Maniac, you're, you, know, you love Jason, you love Friday the 13th. Um, if you could add in any kill scene for a Friday the 13th movie that was not there, what would it be? Okay, Ooh. so I'm trying to figure out how to, because I already know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I've known about this for a while, but see, I've, and this, I'm not going to get on a big tirade of what I do outside of like my typical stuff here. But so I help with a lot of fan film stuff, um, which one is, is, is just finished filming. It's actually the sequel to the first fan film I helped do called Vengeance, Friday the 13th Vengeance. So Friday the 13th Vengeance Part 2 Bloodlines, it just filmed, finished principal, principal photography in Seattle. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> Damn, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, anyways, <laughs> la, 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 la. So, no one heard so that. In, in, a, in a nutshell, I really always wanted to see a, a fire kill. Um, there's been one in Friday the 13th, sort of, where, you know, he hung a, I think it was in the remake, where he hung a lady in a sleeping bag above a campfire from mm -hmm. a tree. And so she got, you know, suffocated and burnt to death, whatever. But, it actually happened in the video game, but I, to see it in a movie would be really cool. And I only bring up the fan film stuff because maybe they listened to me. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I'll just let you guys figure that out. Um, but if he were to actually hold somebody in a fire situation, because I have it all planned out in my head, if he were to do that and then maybe, uh, you know, 
kill him from there. But then when he pulls away, maybe he's on fire. Maybe, you know, and maybe he's walking around the camp and he's like all scorched up. It's a little bit different. Uh, but honestly, I think seeing that as a practical effect um, would be a, a challenging thing for a fan mm-hmm. film. That's not, that doesn't have the budget of like a, a typical film. Um, but seeing something like that, where it's really just like, it's, it's a slow death situation. Um, it's, it's a natural in terms of its fire. It's not a blade. It's not this, it's not that. Um, you're kind of like, Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Fire. I knew fire was bad, but like, that's, that's a little much, but I, I think seeing that on a film practically done somehow would be pretty milestone driven yeah. for me if, if that were to happen. But I mean, I got of- a lot. I, yeah. Oh no, I was going to say that kind of crosses into nightmare on Elm street a little bit, a little bit, a little bit with yeah. the fire. I mean, well, that or the other one would be uh, taking someone's head and putting it into a fan blade of an old, like, 1966 pickup truck. I don't know. Uh, that's <laughs> that's on the back burner, too. But I like having those <laughs> ideas. Uh, and, and it sounds, like, sickening coming from, you know, me. It's like, wow, you really think about this too much. But it's from yeah. the film aspect of things. It's like, okay, how can we push the envelope without invoking CGI but practically doing it and then really allowing the effects artists um, – with the physical media to, to really push themselves and see what they can accomplish with that kind of idea. I, I don't think it's a far fetch to say that any of us ever don't sit around and think about how we, we might kill somebody. And <laughs> we probably have very specific people in mind for specific kills. So, uh, yeah, I was about to say, like, sometimes I do writing things. Don't search my Google history. Cause it's going to be like, <laughs> how do you kill someone? Insert death. <laughs> it's like you—you oh. you have to will your cell phone away to have a person you trust to be like, "I need you to delete everything and destroy this." And yeah, burn not it. For the, yeah, not for the typical reasons, just because of the horse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So we are at the top of the hour. Um, actually, we're well over the top of the hour. But I want to say thank you for uh, uh, always back at the cereal box and Johnny for letting us host. We appreciate everything yes, you do to you. make this possible. Uh, a big thanks to Corey Mid South Maniac. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's always a blast. It's always a pleasure. You bring so much to these episodes just with your knowledge, and uh, we we greatly appreciate that. Absolutely. And um, I, you know, um, you've already heard from me about the next one. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's coming up. Um, if you want to support the show, you are, we have a digital tip jar and it's buy me a coffee at uh, buy me a coffee backslash cereal box pod. You can specify if you want to support the ice cream queen shows, if you want to support one of us individually or just the oh. overall, I know give Lauren a tip because you liked her outfit tonight. There you go. Um, I know, I know. But, you know, please continue to watch the show and share with your friends and let people know where they can find us. Um, And in the meantime, if you have a episode idea, wait a minute, there's comments. How many of us will have the last word of erase my search history? (laughs) I think the cabana boy automatically knows to do that. So I think we're safe on that one. So. Um, but if you have an idea for a future episode, something you would like to see, um, or if you have a guest that you think would be a great compliment to this cast, let us know. We would love to hear from you. But yeah. until next time, pleasant screams. Bye. 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 Bye.